Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. Find it here every week on SEM Synergy. Join your host as we learn from the elite of search engine marketing pros and find the winning formula for exceptional search engine marketing. Get the latest news, trends, and analysis in SEO, PPC, branding, SEO design, and analytics. Now, welcome your host, a founding father of SEO and an accomplished search engine marketing scholar, the host of SEM Synergy, Bruce Clay. Welcome to SEM Synergy. I'm your host, Bruce Clay, and this is our weekly digital marketing podcast. Today, I'm joined by SEO manager, Rob Ramirez, social media editor, Christy Kellogg, and content manager, Virginia Nussi. Thanks, Bruce. Happy holidays, everybody. So today's show is a news-focused one, Google News in particular. We learned in the last few days that Penguin is not going to be updated before the year ends. And we have thoughts on that in the second part of the show, as well as um, we learned from Gary EA's, or Gary I, as we call him around here. He said that Google's big initiative for 2016 is going to be accelerated mobile pages. Um, so if you wanted to hear more about that, we're going to hit you with that in the second part of the show. So this first part of the show is Google News related to some things that are changing around local. One of them is the fact that location settings and the ability to turn that off is now no longer. And that's something that a tool, a feature of a setting of search that we've always had, but Google says it's not used very much, so they're going to get rid of it. It has some bigger implications than, than that. I think that from the standpoint of an average user, the average user didn't notice that it. Um, but if it was set, it would typically show up uh, pretty accurately. Uh, when I do a search from our offices, it would say close to our offices. Uh, it worked particularly well. And you could always clear it. You can clear web history. You can clear things. Have it be national. When Google removed it, uh, which was just actually a couple days ago, I started running some tests to see exactly what it would default to. How accurate would it be? And we're getting different results. Uh, Some of the results on a desktop were particularly disturbing. Uh, When I searched for a local term where we would, where our company would show up in the search results for local, uh, suddenly we were not showing up anymore. And it appeared as though the way the IP was determined is if you search and you're on a cable network, it would pick the local hub of your cable network's IP. So in our particular case, that moved about 20 miles from us. And uh, suddenly, instead of us showing up, we weren't even on the map. Around the cable hub, our competitors were showing up, which was really bad. Uh, And it actually showed the map on the desktop and everything was fine. Uh, You try the same search on a mobile, and what we ended up with is the same results initially, uh, because we were on the same network from the mobile, because we're wired in. And then suddenly it would give you a a question about whether you want your location, in which case it probably switched to GPS, in which case it it would switch back. But it really implies that for a majority of people, if they're walking around on a Wi-Fi network, uh, 
and that Wi-Fi is through a cable network, that what we really want is our business address to be cited as right next to the cable hub. Not even in our own city, necessarily. Right. And that's really confusing. Yeah, it is, definitely. And it's another example of Google taking away a tool that SEOs really kind of rely on, and they do it consistently. Again, because we are such a small percentage of the population, we we use things that, that most people don't, and that's one of the ones that we use all the time, people that are trying to uh, change their location to, to see results that maybe their clients are seeing. I've always relied on that, and of course, the percentages are really low, so Google says no more, and we have to deal with it. The There is still a couple of workarounds. You can add a parameter um, that says near equals whatever the city is, that still appears to work for how long, who knows. There's also, uh, through the AdWords AdWords tool, you can use the Google Display Planner and still set your location to anywhere. And now that's a tool that's supposed to show you if your AdWords campaigns would result in showing ads on the first page of Google results. But you can also happen to see exactly what the users in that region are seeing organically. It's just only one page's worth of data, but it's kind of a workaround, a hack. Um, but yeah, it's, it's one of these things where Google is is really kind of saying, you know, our experience on mobile, it appears, is really the standard that we're going by. And mobile has always been the user's physical location is the centroid, right? We, we want to make sure if you're looking for sushi restaurants, we're going to ask you if we can use your location to return the most relevant results. You say yes. It's going to use the GPS settings on your phone. It's going to find the sushi restaurant nearest you. And on the desktop side of things... You know, they're just trying, kind of conditioning people to include the city when you do a search, right? I mean, if you want to see the sushi restaurants in Simi Valley, include Simi Valley in the term, and, and you'll get the right results. Otherwise, you're going to get uh, kind of some weird results, like, like Bruce was pointing out with the hub being in a different location. Google, assuming that you're there, they'll, they'll return those in those instances. It seems also, because uh, I've been doing some searches for remote locations, all part of understanding all this it seems that if you actually do put a city name in the query, you really get the city name. Unconditionally, it's very much, even to me, more accurate than it used to be. So it would be a pretty dominant thing. Maybe I'm imagining it. I mean, what are your users going to do? That's really the question. The people searching for your product, are they going to put the city name in or are they not? And if suddenly you don't show up in the local results, this can have a, a very significant impact on your business. That was my question. I It makes a lot of sense the way you explain it, Rob, that this move might be part of Google's move to making mobile experience the center of things. So they'll just ask you, use your location, and then base the results up from there. And it has some weird implications for desktop. But... To me, it seems like they're actually moving away from the kind of uh, conversational queries that even you can have on desktop if you say near me, Mm -hmm. you know, so conditioning users to say in city is not as much conversational as like just saying like, I'm going to look for a query with local intent without the city name because I think that that is just implied. And um, yeah, but the near me, you know, um, the near me addition to any query is actually a mobile one. You know, that's really happens most often in mobile, you know, adding that to the end of a query. So 
at the end of the day, I mean, it, it kind of makes a little bit of sense. It's hard to say, you know, because we still don't know exactly where things are shifting. Um, but certainly, if you're looking for something near you, uh, you're usually on a phone. Google will ping you and say, you want to use your exact location? You tell them yes, and then it goes through. Generally speaking, right, we're, I think we're a little out of the ordinary when it comes to how we behave on a search engine. Generally speaking, if you're typing in near me, it means you're on a phone or in some kind of device and are looking for something in that moment. And that's certainly where Google wants to make sure that they're giving the most relevant results for. So I've run some tests also on our tools. As many people may know, we have proprietary tools and one of them is a Google API-based ranking monitor, which uh, is, according to uh, all evidence, it is location immune. So it doesn't care where you're at. It doesn't even consider it in the results. We find that to be an advantage because we can do a query and get apples. And a month later, we get apples again, and we can actually see progress up or down. The primary thing that came out of that is we've had, I couldn't see any change in results. Sure. None of them. What do you think is going to happen to all the ranking monitors that are scrapers? Yeah. I mean, unless this near parameter is going to be supported universally and forever, as soon as that parameter disappears, you're not going to be able to use a ranking monitor to get localized results. And, and in fact, you shouldn't. It's a violation of Google's terms. But right. you know, fundamentally, it means that SEOs are going to be blind, even more blind than they have been. Right. I mean, you know, the, the option, the, the rumblings in the industry are that people are going to go have to go to proxies, right? And, and servers that are actually physically in the location where they'd like to see results from. There's a lot of problems there, right? Sure. You know, and, and uh, so exactly where that leaves the scrapers of the world is a good question. And, and a lot of the tools that are out there, uh, they do scrape. Very few of them actually have access to the API like we do and use the API in ranking results. So those results, uh, we'll see. You know, the, the verdict's still out. This just happened, but certainly next month's results may be a little bit different. Uh, the location is unable to be ignored, right? Uh, you know, we, we used to set our location to the United States to see national results was one of the ways that we can kind of mimic what the behavior of the API would be. Some of our clients who are really kind of interested in looking at how they're ranking nationally for certain terms, would we teach them how to do that. That just doesn't work anymore. So the best result that we can hope for is, again, apples to apples, use the tool set, rely on Google's API ranking data because location is removed from those results. And by the way, it seems to me if the answer for the near term, and maybe one of the reasons Google did it, anybody using the near parameter has got to be scraping. <laughs> right. They just published, hi, we're a scraper to Google. Right. Yeah, it's definitely, uh, you know, one half of 1% of the population is doing that. But I think that was pretty close to how many people were actually changing their location, too. It wasn't something that was readily available on the SERP. You actually had to click on search tools, and then the drop-down came up where you can change your location. Only people in our industry really use that type of thing. Well, I think, maybe I'm wrong, but I think a while back, didn't Google publish that 20% or a little bit over 20% of all queries are by automated software? Hmm. That, yeah, that's a bunch. Sure. 
Yeah, yeah, and and we notice it uh, more and more. We do, you know, site operator searches, uh, which we do all the time, obviously, in order to gauge the health and, and how the search engines are considering our client sites. You get that caption much quicker now. You know, that, that pops up. You do like three or four site operator searches in a row. Google is almost assuming that, hey, are you a bot? Are you a real person? We're going to throw a captcha at you, which can be a little annoying, right? And it used to be the threshold for triggering that was much, much higher. You used to have to do a lot of searches consecutively in fast succession to actually get that thing to trigger. Now Google's really quick to do it because again, I'm sure they're the resources that get used up by these bots that are out there scraping and crawling and just doing this stuff over and over again is a drain on them. Uh, so yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting changes across the board uh, and we'll see exactly how it's going to impact the industry Literally, this just happened a week, two weeks ago, um, but definitely uh, more to come on this. It's time for a break to hear from SEM Synergy and Webmaster Radio's sponsors, but stay right here for two minutes because after the break, we're going to talk about Penguin. That's a winter creature that will not be making an appearance before the holidays. SEM Synergy will be right back. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Reinventing keyword research, simplifying campaign optimization, redefining competitive analysis. SpyFu brings you an entirely new way to find the most profitable keywords for your SEO and PPC campaigns. New tools, new data, and a brand new look. We've streamlined SpyFu so that you can optimize your search engine marketing more efficiently, more accurately, and more intuitively. Visit SpyFu.com, that's S-P-Y-F-U.com, and start downloading your competitors' keywords now. Try it free. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investment. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at box speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. 
You're listening to SEM Synergy on webmasterradio.fm. Hi, guys. We're back. I'm Virginia Nussie. I'm content manager, and I'm here with Bruce Clay and Rob Ramirez and Christy Kellogg, and this is SEM Synergy. Uh, we've been talking about Google News. One of the big pieces of news, it's like lack of news. Penguin will not be here this year. Yeah, the uh, general concept was that if they were to put it out, Google, if for anybody who remembers way back to the Chicago update, which was admittedly eight, ten years ago, whenever it was, Google got blamed for destroying Christmas <laughs> and forcing all these sites that lost their ranking to have to buy ads. And Google was the Grinch. And I mean, so Google, I think, has pretty much decided if they can't get it out by before Black Friday, they're not going to get it out. Yeah. And so I think that's really what happened. Makes sense. You know, they're, they, okay, this is all speculation, but let's assume that there is some development version or some test version of what SERPs would look like once they do run Penguin. And obviously, it probably is turning things on their head, right? This is the real-time Penguin. This is a big update. It's a refresh to an algorithm that hasn't refreshed in over a year. So we're going to see some pretty dramatic shifts, which is actually going to be different than the last time it refreshed, right? Because that was like, really, Penguin ran? No one noticed? Well, this time it looks like there are going to be some pretty big shifts because Google... Is, is basically saying we better wait until 2016 because, uh, yeah, we don't want to be Grinches again, right, uh, yeah. and, and ruin the holidays uh, for a lot of different businesses. So, you know, we've waited this long. We wait a little bit longer. Everyone's really interested in seeing what comes next. John Mueller talked about it this morning on the Webmaster Tools Hangout. He had indicated he actually didn't cite the holiday thing. What he did say was that uh, the engineers – that are responsible for it are, are on vacation and out of the office. And if they were to flip a switch on something like this and everything goes crazy, I think that's a direct quote from him, no one would be around to do anything about it. So again, that's even more uh, evidence to me anyways that this is going to be a pretty dramatic shakeup once they do flip the switch. Let's, let's flip it over. If it were a minor shakeup, they wouldn't care. The fact that they really care that they have engineers standing by and that they don't want to destroy the holidays, the fact that it could is a signal to all of us that it may. Yeah. I mean, if it, if it was minor, it'd be done by now. This is not a minor update. Logically, part of the algorithm says every website on the entire internet is going to be impacted by it because everybody has some links they wish they didn't have. If every site is impacted, this is a big deal. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. How about this other news about clicks and click history? Right. So this was actually in the Google product forums, I believe it was. Someone griping about the fact that their local listing wasn't ranked well and they weren't in the three-pack and why or why. A Google engineer uh, went in there and, and posted something about the visibility of your business listing depending on a few factors and then listed off four factors. Now, the first three factors, which were relevance, prominence, and distance, were taken directly from Google's official webmaster guidelines for how they rank local listings. But he included a fourth that said, uh, I believe it was search history, essentially saying how often how often your listing is clicked on by users 
would determine how highly it's ranked, which is a big deal. SEOs have speculated for a long time that click-through rate is, is a ranking factor, right? And specifically, uh, pogo sticking, which is the, the clicking of a result from the SERP going to the site, then hitting the back button, going back to the SERP and clicking on another result, being something that could be murder for your particular page because it's clearly a signal to Google that they're not finding what the user, the searcher, isn't finding what they thought they would be finding on the page and is a way that your your page would be demoted basically. But for an engineer to kind of confirm that, you know, click-through rate is actually something that does influence rankings was was a big deal. So of Except course then it was changed. Right. So of course the <laughs> next day they made him go and, and retract it basically and, and change the language to be a little less definitive. They removed the word clicks basically. Right, right. Which which is interesting, right? The the exact thing they changed it to was uh, the number of times it has been useful historically on the basis of relevance, prominence and distance, <laughs> which is just really kind of rolling back into the top three uh, results right there. So uh, an interesting kind of little hiccup, I think. Maybe someone was speaking a little out of and revealing something maybe that they shouldn't. I, the problem with Google confirming that click-through rate is a ranking factor is that all the black hatters will instantly start to sell it as a service, right? We'll pay people to click on your result because we know it's going to influence how where you rank and you'll move up as more people from different IPs click on it. And it's just something that Google doesn't want to get into, right? You, you definitively say this is a ranking factor. The spammers come next. That is the way it works. That's the world we live in. And in, in this instance, it's why they'll never confirm that click-through rate is a ranking factor, but I think we have to assume that it is. And one of the things that we have to remember is the definition of organic search results is not local. Local is not an organic result. You don't even need a website. Local is a directory. It is a property of Google. It is not based on public trust information like a website would be. So there's no assurance that they would use click-through rate for organic results. Sure. But since they own the directory, they can certainly use it any way they want. It's their property. We opt in when we give them our address. Right. So fundamentally, private property... They don't have to tell us anything. Right, right. And, you know, so many changes have happened on that in that space. You know, we're down to the three-pack now when we used to have seven results. So uh, there's a lot of people interested in how do I influence a couple of positions, right? Because a lot of people lost traffic. You know, that fourth, that fourth guy is, is really kicking himself, right? Because they went off of the first page basically for a whole lot of searches. So everyone's asking the question, how do I get another bump? How do I get to the third position, which means I'm back on the first page? Uh, so that's why these types of questions are, are coming up. But it's a good point because it is specifically how do I optimize your Google business listing? That was the question that kind of spurred the whole conversation in the first place. I think we're going to see a lot of questions like that. The Google business listings are great. Uh, one of the things we also discovered just as a sidebar is that Google is experimenting with four pay-per-clicks above organic on the left-hand side. They already went to three on a mobile. If they have four pay-per-click followed by local, organic is going to get pushed down pretty far. And they may very well only show you know four organic on the first page and then move on. So, uh, yeah, we're going to have an impact here. 
Yeah, the target's definitely shrinking, right? You know, they've done it already with uh, local listings. You're you're down to the top three, and it seems like organic is now top three. I mean, if you're not right at the top of the of the page of that first page, you're going to be really hurting, especially on mobile devices, smaller screens. You know, um, all you're seeing are paid ads now, and the, the real estate's definitely shrinking. So, some big shifts that are definitely being headed up by mobile in general. Right. Speaking of the mobile perspective, Gary Elias, or EA, said that the 2016 initiative that Google's going to be pushing is accelerated mobile pages, also called AMP. He announced this at State of Search in Dallas. So that's basically a, a subset of JavaScript that you can use that will make sure that your pages load really quickly. When I heard that, I heard Google, to me, it sounded like Google basically giving like decision makers or IT like a common language so that they could say like, well, let's make sure that our, our website is, you know, AMP, amped up or whatever it amped is. Amped up, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> and, but, you know, it, it actually is actually the removal of JavaScript, right? That JavaScript is usually what slows down the load of a page on a mobile device. So it's really, it's just HTML essentially, but a way to mark up pages basically that gives Google another version of the page to crawl, index, and return for mobile mobile devices that loads instantly, and it is really fast. They do have it in development online. You can click on uh, some example articles from the SERP, and, I mean, it loads instantly. We all consume content on our mobile devices uh, and on tablets, so you know how frustrating it is when things just don't load, right? And and there is that hanging, which is why Google previously has said, hey, sub-second, let's make sure that the top of the fold loads under a second. You'll hold on to all of your visitors if you do that. It's not enough now. You know, Google's clearly saying here that we want all of the content to load as quickly as possible. We want to give the best experience to our mobile searchers, which we know now are as yeah, you know, there's more mobile searches than there are desktop ones now. So, I mean, this the writing's on the wall here. This is clearly a, a very important initiative for Google going forward. Well, you're going to run into also a lot of e-commerce sites that are going to have a problem because mobile searches do not lead to conversion. And now, if you go with AMP, what you're going to be doing is taking out engagement type things. You're You're not going to see the... Uh, kinds of things on a website that users really like to see in certain environments. So this is, you know, folks, I mean, it's going to go back two levels. What are you going to be able to do? You're going to put everything on the server and reformat everything on the server and then send it out? Well, one of the biggest problems in performance we see today is people who have WordPress that have 5,000 plugins Mm -hmm. thinking it's cheap. And every one of those plugins have to touch every page. And now you're going to see slower servers if the server's doing the work before it passes on the HTML. We're going to see all sorts of confusion out there, web design confusion and architecture confusion. Right. And, and, you know, all the third-party ad providers, you know, none of their ads work on AMP, right? All that JavaScript stripped out, those iframes don't load. So all of those pages, all, all those guys are kind of left out in the lurch. Now, of course, Google's ads still work, and that's kind of a big part of this, right? Facebook and Apple have gone out of their way to give mobile readers, you know, Facebook has instant articles. I forget what Apple's is. Maybe it's even Apple News or something like that. 
they were giving options for mobile users to load content more quickly and Google needs to follow suit. The problem is that Google doesn't have just one social media app that they're kind of restricted to, right? If you're on Facebook, you're on Facebook. Google, their, their arena, their playground is the internet, the entire internet. So their best option was to give everyone on the internet an option to correct the speed issues on their individual sites. And this is the way they're going about it. Make it open source, put it out there, you know, tell everyone in your in your conferences that it's going to be the focus in 2016 for us, which of course makes everyone else pay attention. And what's coming next, I would imagine, and they've already said this, right? Is it a ranking factor? Is the speed of a page, well, we know that the speed of a page and how quickly it loads is a ranking factor. But, you know, when does the study come that says that AMP pages are ranked better overall? even if it's by a couple of positions, because then every single enterprise level corporate entity out there is saying, okay, this is it. We've got to do it. We've got to be next in line. And, uh, and, and that's kind of Google's wish, right? They, they want to make sure that uh, everything is fast for mobile devices because that's where everyone's headed. Well, I'm pretty sure that Google wouldn't have uh, decided that speed was important unless they had something in Chrome, unless they had something already two years planned. They have to be well in advance of this particular curve, and now they're pushing AMP as the last step, not the first step. Right, right. So I'm pretty sure that this is already laid out. Google's way too smart to just say, hey, we're going to do AMP without having all the products already in, in place. We'll just have to see how it shapes up. So we've reached the end of our time this week, but you can subscribe through your podcast app to get new episodes of SEM Synergy delivered straight to you each week. For more from our team, visit bruceclay.com slash blog. See you next time on SEM Synergy. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.